Reboot the Biblical Perspective. Yes, sir. This is Rebootable Call Perspective coming to you live from the Trinidadian Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Rebootable Call Perspective talk show on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio, where we approach the New Testament via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures. Verified our pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zain K. Ketura International Institute of Pneumatology. We just want to give a, a huge shout out to Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio for this beautiful platform that they have actually created and to all other hosts and talk shows as well as everyone that is actually joining us and tuning in here this afternoon. My name is Zine El Fuego, the Christ Pneumatologist and closing with me of course is the lovely I am Lady Katuria Christ Mentor. It's always a pleasure to be here on live yeah. sharing with, with you guys. Last week we covered, or we started to touch in the topic of Jesus' temptation, which is a topic that a lot of people talk about. It's a really hot topic. And it's a yeah. very interesting because we can learn so much from Jesus' temptations. Mm. Last week you gave a lot of insight as to what Jesus, well, as you started giving a build-up as to what Jesus was pretty much demonstrating and the disciples and right. the perspective that the authors themselves had and have <laughs> yeah. so in today's episode we're actually going to continue having a look at or pretty much build on what we already started to cover on the temptation of jesus in matthew chapter 4. Right. so i'm going to start by reading um, i'm using the amplified bible for those who are following with us then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had gone without food for 40 days and 40 nights, he became hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these that these stones become bread. But Jesus replied, It is written, and forever remains written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle, highest point of the temple. And he said mockingly to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels, concerning you to serve, care for, protect, and watch over you. And they will lift you up on, the, on their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, on the other hand, it is written and forever remains written, you shall not test the Lord your God. And then the devil took him, up, took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory, the splendor, magnificence and excellence of them. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, go away, Satan. For it is written, and forever remains written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and ministered to him, bringing him food and serving him. Wow. <laughs> mm. So Zane, last week you started to show how Jesus 
was using this or it had this this as a matter of fact was related to israel's temptation well did this their situation as well Good. when they were in the wilderness could you remind us and for those who are joining for the first time what what was the comparison or the contrast that was being drawn here yeah so one of the things that we covered last week as in in um, accordance to what you're talking about here is how uh, matthew starts his recount of of um of his gospel pretty much identifying how Jesus is pretty much reliving Israel's history. Yeah. Right? And in, and in the reliving of his history, we see how he's actually, well, Matthew relates him to Israel, and Matthew is one of the Gospels in particular that have that actually spends time sh- revealing Jesus as the, as the new Moses and a better Moses. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and that's because Moses in particular was walking in the name of Yahweh, and Jesus is also doing the same. Right now, that is in the context of the covenant that is. But when Matthew paints the picture of Jesus as Israel, what we see is that the same journey that Israel actually had from Egypt to Canaan, Matthew is actually showing how Jesus is also is he was called out of Egypt, just like God spoke about Israel being called out of Egypt as a nation in Hosea, mm-hmm. and then Jesus actually learned the learned learn the perspective of of his father or learn the learn the um the god's perspective which is exactly so he did that when he was called out of egypt and he spent time learning that and it was in reference to how jesus how nation of israel left israel crossed the red seas and then they went to sinai where they received the the um the book of well they, they began to receive the the law of the lord the law. right Right, which we identified in our modern in our modern English as the principle of the self-existent, which it was an expression of the Adam prior to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. Yes, right I remember now. you mentioned that last week. That was really interesting. Right. Now, one of the things that is very instrumental in understanding this, particularly, is that when Moses actually was writing in the Torah, and we say the Torah that is actually for us in the Westernized culture, we know it more as the Pentateuch. Mm-hmm. By in in the Torah, he actually identified that the law of the Lord, the Torah, was actually wisdom unto the Israelites. Right? It was wisdom, and King Solomon, in particular, referring to the same thing, says in his proverbs that wisdom, which is what he was pretty much using as his wisdom, unpacking the Torah and the principle of the self-existent in life. Um, what? we see is that he, re- he refers to wisdom as a tree of life therefore we know that when they were circumcised the cutting off of the flesh was, a re- was with regards to the remove or the symbolic of cutting off the same animal skin and one was clothed with which represented he now walking in, the, in his knowledge of good and evil in the capacity or in the capacity of just like an animal right which is what Solomon, King Solomon actually makes reference of, and this whole sacrificial system actually reveals how animals are used to cleanse the men. Now, because that is actually a tree of life, then the reception of the law in particular in Sinai was where they had a book actually expressing the tree of life. Yeah. Very, you, very instrumental there. Eh? 
So yeah, you, you said that last week, and I think that was you know like wow, pretty much identified that the Torah, the law, was originally was an expression of the original man, right? Which was the man who was made to function in the breath in the name of Yahweh. Right, and so for them to come into the contract, they had to mutually agree, which is what you see in the book of Exodus. Uh-huh. And so when they agreed, they actually received this. The 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 um the the agreement was that they take on Yahweh's name as their own, and they use the book in particular as the user's manual as to how to walk out the name of Yahweh. Yes, I just love when you put it like that. The user's manual, because like we all, we, I mean, if cars have a user's manual, washing machines, <laughs> you yeah. know, everything, we should have one too, right? Definitely, definitely. So when we actually look at that, now what we're looking at is the fact that, <clears throat> um, well, what we're looking at in this context is the fact that the whole idea of of um. The reception of the law was pretty much an abandonment of the, the knowledge, the truly knowledge of good and evil, uh-huh. which, by the way, is what the, the the atmosphere of Paran in the Bible was all about. So after they actually, you now this is very very intimately tied into how and what Jesus is doing in the wilderness because Matthew paints him to be Israel, fulfilling fulfilling the the covenantal the covenantal um identity or the covenantal part of israel uh-huh. or sorry israel's covenantal re- ob- ob- obligations right so after they receive the knowledge of the of the lord which is actually in reference here to the tree of life then what they were pretty much faced with was actually coming into the contract taking on the name of yahweh and they only uses using that to actually walk the tree of life I know it was as I mentioned, it was uh, it was an agreement, and so it, the decision was basically by by taking on this name as your own and using the, the manual as your sorry the Torah as the user's manual to walk the name, you are abandoning it is an abandonment of your own perspective of what is functional and dysfunctional, which is pretty much using your five senses to determine what is good and right, or what is ev- wrong and evil. Mm-hmm and use what god says god's perspective as what is good and evil right so they the right? israel the nation of israel based on what you're saying here they had they so they came into this agreement with god and mm. they pretty much because of the agreement were supposed to use as you said it's a, a in reference the law in reference right. to the tree of life use this tree of life in a book right as their platform for making decisions exactly exactly right and jesus is reliving this and jesus is reliving this all right now when they actually finished at when they were finished at um at sinai then they proceeded to paran in particular now for me for many in particular may not who may be reading that story may not even take into consideration that remember we, we spoke about names last week and names actually having a functional capacity in the narrative. So these names, Paran in particular, or the names of the regions that they went to, are actually functional aspects, which is actually giving more information as to the purpose of them actually going through going through that that experience in Paran. Right. And when we look at it in Paran, what we see particularly is 
that the word paran etymologically actually refers to glorification. And so if you, if you made a decision by coming into the principle of the self-existent, which is through the, the, the Torah, which is the tree of life, according to King Solomon here, then the paran represented the, the, the zone or the atmosphere in which they would now face difficulties and they uh -huh. are now faced with the with the option of are you going to remain faithful to the tree of life or do you reserve your right to exercise or you reserve the right to exercise your liberty in um walking in the knowledge of good and evil right so the, you're saying that basically their experience in paran now like how you mentioned the name the name indicates pretty much the function right. so they're passing through paran was where you know you, you mentioned things like challenges where there are challenges we put into perspective so yeah. what they were like what they are calling their challenges are pretty much things that they are because i'm thinking a challenge is something that well you have the experience of it before so let's say mm. they came out of egypt where there was like good food um, right. although they were slaves <laughs> right. and now the experience in paran is do i do whatever i think i need to do to get that or do i trust what the the book of life as you put it exactly do says you about trust, it? do you trust the tree of the perspective of the tree of life which is nice. living from approaching the situation in the name of Yahweh and using using the user's manual, the Torah's user's manual to know how to interface with the situation. Right. So, so right. when you, so they basically didn't have a, well, they were in a contract, right? So they didn't really have a, well, should I say they didn't have a choice? Well, a once, you come, once you come into a contract, you are actually bound to the obligations of the contract. If you right. exercise choice there, not follow the contract then you're in breach of contract okay <laughs> right so when, when they were in the wilderness it was pretty much a, a decision to be made whether do i live from what god says or do i live according to my, my knowledge of good and evil now this is actually confirmed in deuteronomy chapter 1 if you read in verse, verse 39 it actually says moreover your little ones whom you said would become prey and your sons who today have no knowledge of good or evil shall enter Canaan, and I will give it to them, and they shall possess it. Yeah, so which means in, uh -huh. in, 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 in Paran, they, they, had, they, they were faced with the decision of which perspective do I glorify? And which right. means glorify here as in which perspective do I hold allegiance to and I exalt as priority? Is it God's perspective? Or is it the, my own perspective, of which, which is actually a reference to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Uh -huh. Right, and would and you saw how they struggled in the wilderness for 40 years, and, and and only those the generation that came after that that had no knowledge of good and evil were the one that entered Canaan and and um God gave it to them and they possessed it. Now, this yeah. is very instrumental to understand what Jesus is doing in the wilderness. Yeah, does that make sense so far? It does. Yes, yeah, that, that actually comes into yeah, that in particular um, pretty much brings in the context what Jesus is now experiencing in the wilderness and how Jesus is demonstrating that with him we don't have any kind of consideration here with regards to God's perspective, Father's perspective or perspective outside of that. 
the knowledge of good and evil. Jesus is pretty much showing in the wilderness how he is not making joke. He is cutting down the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Like heavy axe. Chop that down. <laughs> right? Yeah, and we even see how Jesus actually symbolically speaks to the fig tree in his ministry. Remember when he spoke to the fig tree? Now I'm just using yeah. this as a reference here because it is the same thing. He spoke to the fig tree and he says, You will no longer bear fruit. Now, many people are confused by that because they don't really understand that when Adam in, Adam, Adam in particular clothed himself with leaves, what kind of leaves did he clothe himself with? Fig leaves. Fig leaves. Yeah. <laughs> That's right? interesting. So, so, Jesus actually speaking to this is also symbolic of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what he's saying is that by what he is doing, the tree will no longer bear fruit. Wow. Which is, which is what he did by, on the cross. He actually took the sin nature of man he became sin and nailed it back to the tree and put the tree to death so it no longer bore fruit and then resurrected and gave every man his spirit the breath of life again right <laughs> right so when, when we look at this now i'm saying that there in particular just to draw reference to again the genesis the um the the jesus's experience in the wilderness and what we see is that jesus faces the same decisions that they faced. So they spent 40 years, Jesus spent 40 days reliving Israel's history, symbolically of course, and where they didn't, they were struggling to make decisions, Jesus clearly makes decisions to make decisions. So he comes and he says, let me show you all how you must do this thing. <laughs> exactly. He walks. He walks exactly. into the wilderness. I'm going to show you all how to defeat this Satan. So if you're looking at the tempter in particular, then that takes you back to Genesis narrative and watch this. The tempter he's actually referring to here is the one that is actually presenting him with, if you are the son of God, which means the tempter here is pretty much questioning his validation. His, so when you say questioning his validation, like his identity, right? Like who, who he, he, um, what he identifies himself as? Yeah. Okay. Is he identifying himself as a son of God or just some immortal? Right? No, it, that actually goes right back to Genesis narrative again. Because the Adam in the garden, Jesus is the last Adam, the Adam in the garden, speaks, the female Adam speaks to the, to, to the serpent. And what the serpent does is invalidate what God said. Yeah. Cause an invalidation with, 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 with regards to what God said. And because what God said was the nature of the Adam, that is what was breathed into the Adam, invalidation of what God said means personal invalidation because what God said was the nature of the Adam. Gotcha. Right? So by invalidation, of course, if you invalidate the spirit, the next thing that a man would, would, would automatically use would be the dust. Using the five senses of the dust to determine what to do and what not to do. What is true and what is not. What is truth and what is not. And so the tempter in, in particular is again the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A, a perspective of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so when we see in Jesus in the wilderness, he's, he's doing really the same thing. If you so, are the son of God, which is questioning validation. You mentioned something that, you know, put my attention uh, just a few seconds ago, that the tempter is pretty much the perspective of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
Because right. a lot of people think that they don't experience temptation unless you see this demon coming to them and telling them something. No, no, no. But like, according, according to the scripture here, the only thing that you could be tempted by mm-hmm. would would be your perspective, which is what you are actually using in the in the symbolically as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What you are using to determine what is right, what is wrong, what is functional, what is dysfunctional. Right, what is truth from what is a lie? It can't be a temptation if it's not a perspective that you hold, right? I mean, exactly. I can't be tempted to do, um, let's say, to do drugs if I never had the inclination to it. It would never exactly. be a temptation for me. Right, which is what the children of Israel dealt with in the wilderness, uh-huh. as, as well as what Jesus did in, dealt in the wilderness because it's a common perspective that Jesus was just divine. And so... The tempter approached the divine one, but Jesus himself said that he was a man. Right. And a temptation is not a real temptation if it was not a perspective that you are familiar with. Oh, that is so true. Now, one of the things that we have to take into consideration is that prior to this, Jesus was a businessman. The Bible says that he was actually in carpentry and he he has to conduct business, which means he's very familiar with the perspective of his generation. And so the temptation came there with regards to three different areas that he would have been familiar with in his generation. And by Suppose. the way, it's, it's, it's the three different areas that mm-hmm. we will be speaking about in the second half of, of, of today's segment. Because he taught this to his disciples and they actually used it and he actually held them responsible to those three different areas. you notice that when they actually fell into those same three areas in dealing and in, in walking with him, he rebuked them. Because he told them yes. specifically, these are the areas you're going to be tempted through the teaching. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it's like so, um, there's a part yeah. in John, where I think it's, was it Philip? Where he turned to him and asked him concerning the food when he was about to feed the multitude. Right. That just came to my mind that it was actually, it falls on one of the categories of the temptation. Right. They paid the gather the, well, let's, let's, let's actually um, divulge into that with our viewers after this break. This is Reboot Your Biblical Perspective talk show on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio, where we approach the New Testament via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures verified by our pragmatic and experimental research on the St. Keketura International Institute of Pneumatology. Be sure to follow this talk show as well as many other dynamic talk shows on Kingdom Purpose TV and radio at www.kingdompurposetv.com forward slash kingdom dash purpose dash radio. You can also find content by Zane and Ketura on YouTube CKI International Institute of Pneumatology. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell. Or follow us and subscribe at www.internationalinstituteofpneumatology.com. You can also find their books on Amazon.com. Search for author R.C. Pierre and check out The Alchemy of the Sons of God and You Are Elohim, among others. Thank you. 
All right, and we are back. Now, talking about temptation, I'm starting to feel hungry. So, I think we better get into this real quick. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's food talk. <laughs> right. So, um, so, before we went on the break, you were sharing that these areas, pretty much, Jesus was demonstrating. Such a good teacher that he is, you know, demonstrating to his disciples how to, in our modern day, would master them and not right. let that master you. Yeah. And I was, I just brought an example that came to my mind. I'm not sure if it was Philip, where the category of the food plays there with the, the multiplication of the food. I'm not too sure if that is the right context, but yeah. I would allow you to explain <laughs> the the food temptation and, you know, how that relates to us. Yeah, so if you actually pay attention to the parallelism that we draw in here, then what you'd see, what, what becomes evident is that Jesus is actually identifying um, well, the temptation in particular was show a temptation with each, with respect to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's uh-huh. using your flesh, your body, in fact, your five senses to determine what is functional and dysfunctional and what is right and what is wrong. Right. And then they are actually, in doing that, we see how Jesus deals with it. Right? So there are two things in particular that I want to actually open this up to. Is that number one, Jesus actually deals with it from the perspective of of um, the fact that he is he is really pointing out here how he deals with the tree of knowledge with an evil. In that every time something is actually presented to him that is not what God says, mm-hmm. the first thing he does is shuts it down with what God says. Right. Okay. Right? That's the first thing I want to point out, which is actually what is the lesson that he would have actually learned in studying the scriptures. And so instead of dragging it out for 40 years, just make decisions immediately. Rah. Right. Which is what you mentioned last time. This is what the woman should have done in the garden, right? As soon as the snake comes, just shut it down. I don't want to hear you. Let's say. <laughs> Get back in line, big boy. That's what, start, that's what, that's what should have been done. Right. <laughs> and Jesus actually demonstrates that when he says, get thee behind me, Satan. Or be gone. Mm-hmm. In other words, he shut it down. So, but, so Jesus actually responds with actual things that Moses said in, with, with regards to what was taking place in the wilderness. And if you go to Deuteronomy 8, for example, you'll notice that the first temptation was, was with regard to food. So the so so the so the, the tempter says, if if you're the son of God, turn the stone into bread. Right? Right, yeah. If you're the son of God, turn the stone into bread. And Jesus responds by saying, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, for those of you who don't know where that comes from, that comes from Deuteronomy chapter 8, which is where Moses takes his time to explain that that actually that God actually took them into the wilderness to see where their loyalties lied. Are they actually going to choose the tree of life or are you choosing the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Are you choosing God's perspective or your own? Uh So they pretty much prolonged their testing phase. Their testing against their own. That is exactly what took place. Because nobody actually, well, no, I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of them in particular 
chose to compare God to, to their former life. Compare right. life with God to their former life. Uh-huh. And many of us presently today find ourselves doing the same thing. We're always comparing our life with God to the neighbor, to societal status, right. to celebrities. And so you're using these people and these things to invalidate what God says. Yeah. Right? So he's in the wilderness now and he actually says, turn and he is, uh, turn the bread turn the stone into bread and Jesus says man shall not live by bread alone which in the context of Deuteronomy 8 is Jesus showing I only have one loyalty and one authority and that is God wow and and with, with, with regards to what you are talking about as soon as the context comes he responds with God what God said so when you say as his his loyalty is with God now a lot of people tend to have this abstract understanding of God He's pretty much, and correct me if I'm wrong, he identifying God, as you referenced it, the perspective of God is was for them the law. Well, it's like the tree of life. Yes, so he's taking on the name of Yahweh, the name of his father as his own, which is why he's called a son of God. Mm-hmm. And God's perspective would be every promise that God said in the Bible. Okay. Every so, promise in God's in the Bible is God's perspective as to what his, his will is and what his desire is and what he has said that he will fulfill. So that's what we should be using, right? As that, our... is what, that is what Second Peter chapter 1 actually says. Okay. That it says that if you're actually living according to the precious and marvelous promises, then you are partaking in the divine nature. Gotcha. Right? So everything that God says, all the promises, are actually the nature of your breath. And if you use, if you actually have discipline to that, then your spirit has the capacity to reproduce what God says, which is where the Holy Spirit is in. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Holy Spirit, Holy Breath. Now, in the context of of the of the of the um, of the temptation, even as what we do see is Jesus now highlights three things, three areas in this thing that He teaches to His disciples. As these three areas where they will be tempted. One is food, bread. Now, when the temptation here is really in the context of these three different areas, what we're looking at here is temptation with regards to what are you validating yourself by? What are you validating yourself by? Are you validating yourself by the fact that you have food to eat to validate your sonship? Or are you validating yourself, even though you don't see food, are you validating yourself by what the promise is? Because yeah. if you're validating yourself by the promise, you're pretty much functioning in the power to reproduce food. Wow. <laughs> but if, you, if, you, if you're validating yourself by the food, then the food is your validation, and therefore you are, you are abandoning your, your abandoning spirit to use yeah. your dust, your flesh, the five senses to determine whether this is true or real. That's what Jesus demonstrated. I mean, he didn't let the food validate him. He he multiplied exactly. it. He's like, uh-uh. Whether exactly. I have or don't have. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just thinking about it, and it sounds silly when you put it like, you know, are you going to be validated by food? I mean, just saying it out a lot, always like a real struggle. But Jesus is showing us by in this... Um, in the New Testament, as far as I could recall here, that, hey, let me show you all. You produce it, no? Exactly. 
Yeah. Yes, it's so good. The second one in particular is validation by having money. Oh boy, you're touching one now. Yeah. So that in particular is are you validated? Are you validated by who you are mm-hmm. by having having money? No, there's nothing wrong with having money. Right. But in this case, he's speaking about validating, self-validation with regards to you being a son of God because you have money. Right. Right. And that is something very, very present in our society today. So it could be an example just comes to my mind. It's like for those who are like in ministry, feel like are you validated by whether or not it looks like it's um, financially uh, growing or, you know. Are, Are you... Are you validating yourself as a son of God? Are you saying, well, um, it is, is it something like you need money to actually prove that you're a son of God? Yeah. Are you, are, are you actually saying, hey, um, to be a son of if I'm a son of God, I'm supposed to have money? Because that right there is the truly knowledge of good and evil. Right. Or minister. Because you're supposed to be prom- you're supposed to be validated by the fact that you are in union with God, the Holy Spirit has been given to you as mm-hmm. certification of your validation, and you are guided by the promises of God to reproduce, to reproduce. Right. Right. And then the third one is actually where he's taken in the vehicle and he's thrown down, which means that, which is actually in reference to the fact that you are validated by spiritual manifestation. So m- many of us in our society actually find ourselves where in, in places we may not be, uh, whether it's actually having stuff, evaluated by having stuff like food and other things, evaluated right. by having money, or you're actually praying for someone, they didn't get healed, and, you've, and you actually use that to validate your yourself. Oh, I see. So if it gets healed, then you say, okay, then you feel validated and strong. If you don't see it, you set a, you set a second guess. Right. Now, these three things you just pointed out would be the three areas where everybody is going to be tempted. Everybody is going to be tested. And not tested as in God is testing you. But you have perspectives in these three areas of your life. And when things are not, not are not happening, you will be you will tend to actually use the perspective as the compass to know what to do or what not to do, mm-hmm. instead of continually continuous conti- instead of continuing to actually refer to what God says to carry you through, to manifest it right to to, yeah. to create it. And if you look at Jesus's ministry with his disciples, he's doing the same thing when. Remember the same thing that you mentioned just now when he was about to reproduce the bread. What was the first thing he asked them? How do we feed these people? And, and what did Philip respond with? Oh, we don't he have st- enough dinari. Ah, he started money. to reference to money, yes. He started to use money to validate feeding the people. Uh-huh. <laughs> so true. So Jesus watched, Jesus actually asked him that. And, he, and, and, and the Bible says that Jesus asked him, testing him, which is the same test from the wilderness. Right. Are you actually going to be responding here by what God says, or are you going to use something else? And Philip said, "I call money." Oh my! Now, after after they connected the the, the, the baskets of, of bread and so on, there was a conversation going on, and they decided to discuss whether they should have whether they have bread sufficient bread. Uh-huh. And Jesus turned around and said, "How long again I'll be with you guys?" Because Jesus <laughs> spoke to them about validating yourself by having food. 
that so should never be this. a reference point to know what you can and cannot do. <laughs> ah, you just answered. I was about to ask. So, okay, so we know money in itself, nothing is wrong with it, right? But right. the... So, because, like, okay, so I want Subway, I have to get however much. I think it's, like, $40 for a Subway. And okay. so you're saying that the context of what you're saying is that you don't use the presence or the absence of it to determine whether or not it, it's... Whether, whether God will feed you. Okay, okay, gotcha. Right? So it's, it's, not, it's really about... It's really making sure that you are not validated as... Or you're not using that as validation. There's nothing wrong with having money. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with having food. Mm-hmm. Actually, being validated by God produces multiplications of that. Ah, uh, okay. That is what Jesus demonstrated by asking him that. And he wanted money. Jesus knew what he was going to do. Because Jesus was, was actually going to show what it looks like to be able to be validated by what God says and to be and use the promises as your compass. And Starboys had to multiply food. No, oh, the promises, yes. The prom because there's the power in what God says. And so right. he's walking in the name of God. And so if he's walking in the name of God, he is the presence of God. And so Starboys had to multiply the food. So just right there, he started showing see showing Philip basically. I speak to you about that, big boy. You're still <laughs> using money to determine what is functional and what is not functional. God's yeah. promise determines what is functional and what is not functional. Right. So, to so the conversation with regards to whether they have food for enough bread for tomorrow, Jesus says he said rebuke them because the the, the 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 teaching was through the willingness teaching that all that they are quoting was you do not use bread. These are areas where you, this is, this is one of the areas you're going to be tempted to use that to actually determine as a compass to determine what is possible from what is not possible. So Jesus rebukes them because he taught them you're going to be tempted with that. And then the third area is manifestation. So if you remember when he comes off, um, when he comes off of the the mountain with Peter, James, and John, you see the disciples struggling to deliver a boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, the little boy who I think he was convulsing. Right. And his father speaking to him and Jesus turned around and said, how long are they be with you all? This generation of vipers. Oh my. Now you might, we might listen to that and say, well, how Jesus could tell his own disciples that? But it's also a reference to the serpent in the garden, invalidating right. the word of God. So you're using so, the dust. So they're using the dust and now they stand up there and they, watch, they were pretty much, they were pretty much validating themselves by what the manifestation was and because they weren't seeing it apparently they were laboring uh-huh. and now the, the writer of that gospel matthew actually shows how jesus comes off on the mountain commands the thing to leave and jesus stands up there and he waits which is what you see in psalm 27 14 and he stood there wait i see wait with confident expectation on yahweh so Jesus is not validated by the manifestation. Jesus knows that the promise is the compass. And the moment he actually speaks that, he just stands up there and he's waiting for it to manifest. Because he's not validated by the manifestation. He's validated by the Spirit and what and the promises of what God said. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It, it's, it's actually... And I'm like, that's why we should actually keeping our awareness... The promises is our responsibility 
to yes, go speak ma'am. out these promises because when the temptation comes now we don't know what to say to the super we're like uh i can't remember if god really said he was going to provide for me you know <laughs> 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 and then now because we're in doubt it makes it a lot easier to to go with what the serpent says it's an yeah. um it's a lot of thoughts to ponder exactly so in other words this is actually demonstration what god says he promises is the compass not what you're seeing as a matter of fact in deuteronomy chapter 28 it actually says under the curses that you'll be driven mad by the things that you see right because you're using sense. dust as the compass and not the breath what is the promises of god yeah mm-hmm. So if you're starting to feel like you're, you're reaching close to insanity, something driving you crazy, you can't sleep, it, day and night you're thinking about it, that's because you're actually making that a, a reference point or making yourself by something yeah, external. Exactly. You're actually, you, you, you're actually using the lack as your compass, not the promise. Okay. Gotcha. That, you know, you're using the lack as the compass, not the promise. See if you function from the com- from the from the from the promises in particular, mm-hmm. then if you function from the promises, the compass, and you have the spirit of God in you, the same spirit that brought all things into creation, then from the promise you can create. Right. You never lack because you are in union with the Creator. So you can create. Mm-hmm. If you use lack as the compass, then you become a victim to your perspective. Right, so real. Yes, that's so true. Oh, this is actually a message to all of us in society, all of us who are awakened to Christ in us, that you are walking in the name of Christ Yeshua as your own. And all of the precious promises and marvelous promises, as Second Peter 1 says, are actually your divine nature and you're sharing the divine nature. Shares the divine nature by using the promises as the compass. It's been given to you. This is why even Paul says that all promises are yes. And we say amen to the approval of God concerning those promises. Mm-hmm. So therefore, God has approved them. And you can use it as your compass now and manifest real things. All right? so and all our research at the, in the, in the, at the International Institute of Pneumatology has demonstrated this to be true and real. So it's a decision that we have to make pretty much. Decisions, decisions, and decisions. All <laughs> decisions. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's actually a decision to loyalty to what you're doing because when we were baptized, baptism in particular, when we actually came into Christ and baptized unto Christ, baptism is not a New Testament thing. Baptism is also an Old Testament thing. And baptism in the Old Testament meant rebirth, which means you, you were baptized and when you arose, you put, you abandon the knowledge of good and evil, and you and you you were committed to become the walking tree of life, which is the walking Torah. Right. Well, using the user's manual to walk the name of God, you took on God's name as your own because you baptize unto Moses, and Moses walked in the name of Yahweh. So, if you baptize unto Moses, then you baptize the name of Yahweh, and use the Torah as the user's manual to walk the name of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. You come into Christ. Resur- the, 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 the baptism in Christ is the same. You actually die to the old man, which is the tree of knowledge of God and evil, and that entire perspective, and you arise with Christ's name as your own. Now the promises are what your life is. You become the walking promises of God. It is no different. 
obviously so, this is actually not commonly known but this mm-hmm. is it and we have proven it to be true and real so to our listeners who are wondering well how can i have this experience that you're talking about like they're facing temptations and uncertain of you know how to deal with it because i mean people may be facing like eviction who has rent to pay lost their jobs you know due to everything that's taken place right. even some people are I understand like out of power all these different things that they are experiencing with snowstorms and stuff like that um and they may be tempted to not trust yeah not be loyal what would you say how would what what would you say to to guide them pretty much like simply find the promise now it might sound trivial but it is very real find the promise that is the mm-hmm. answer to your problem identify it and and actually move to create based on that promise as that in sounds awesome move to and identify it be inspired by or or act as as a result of the validity of that promise and, and actually move forward with the perspective of creation create creation creators and, and speaking to existence yeah gotcha. we create both in speaking as well as in action create. so we're not we're not victims to the you're not victims at all the serpent perspective the tree of the knowledge of good and evil perspective yeah we're not victims at all and so for those of you who would like to want to know more about this and on how our we have only over thirty thousand hours of research logged that actually proves the supernatural validity of this in particular and understanding the scriptures as we are explaining it. You can always find us on Facebook at Zane K. Kitura International Institute of Pneumatology. Um, you can also find us at Life Mindset Mentors on Facebook. Come over, um, join that Facebook group. Or right now, our, our web page is actually um, under construction. So you can go to our Instagram. That's institute underscore of underscore pneumatology. And click the link there to actually subscribe to the Institute where you would actually get a free masterclass on faith. A free masterclass on faith. So don't waste time. Go to Instagram. Go to institute underscore of underscore pneumatology and, uh, and actually get e- um put in your email log your email subscribe using your email and yan you will receive the free masterclass on faith all right if you have any questions on masterclass you can always find us on the website or you can find us on facebook life mindset mentors on facebook um as well as you can also find find our communities on if you're on reddit if you're on quora you can find us you can ask us questions on quora and reddit Right. Um, on 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 Reddit in particular, you can look for Bible Science. Just look for that community and ask us your questions there on Reddit, and we will answer you. Or you can go to Cora, which is Spiritual Identity and Life Management Coaching. You can ask your questions there, and we'll answer your questions. All right on Cora.com. Yeah. So this is. Reboot Biblical Perspective. We hope that this information that we covered here today has been useful to you and has actually given you some direction as to how to come out of the difficulties that you're facing right now 
we are we have 30,000 hours of logged experimental pragmatic and experimental research that actually valid that actually shows that it would that that this is valid it is true and real christ is in you the breath of life is in you and the promises of god are meant to be your compass yeah katura you want to actually i would just like to to encourage everyone to walk by the perspective of the tree of life so that we don't have to experience that paran that 40 years in the wilderness experience I don't know about you guys, but I sure don't want to experience that. Yeah, nobody want, nobody should want to experience that. Not even a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we, we want to thank each and every one of our listeners on KPTV Radio as well as um, yeah, on KPTV Radio for, 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 for tuning in. And shout out to Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio. We look forward to actually being with you all next week. Same time, same channel. R- push the power button on the hard drive of respiration and scriptural understanding and reboot a biblical perspective. Yeah, we also want to take the time just to shout out those who actually joined us on Facebook, um, both on Facebook as well as on Twitch. Yeah, we had Facebook viewers as well as viewers on Twitch. So shout out to our holy sister, our precious sister and master mentor, Patty Sutton, that actually joined us from south georgia yeah our, our comments in particular has actually been very much in, in line with, with actually with what we've been saying we also want to shout out our holy sister and also master mentor of the international institute of pneumatology our holy sister odelia jackson all right so um, to interface with the master mentors of the institute please feel free to come to life mindset mentors on facebook and we are um, our, our holy sister Odelia, one of the master mentors of the institute. She actually has Royal Rulers Elohim training, where she actually takes the information, all of the self-existent and the and the and the and the, the um, findings that have come out of the thirty thousand hours of pra- pra- pragmatic and experimental research, and she fashions it for children to learn uh, for children to learn how to walk in God. And to walk in the identity in God. Alright, so to access her, you can actually come to Life Mindset Mentors. And you can also go to Kingdom Purpose. Not Kingdom Purpose, um Royal Rulers. Alright. Search Royal Rulers on Facebook and you would find her community. Royal Rulers in training. Alright, um, did we miss anybody? And also, we want to shout out our, our holy sister Shirley Santana that joined us. Also, shout out to you, Shirley. It's awesome to have you actually joining us. We thank each and every one of you for taking the time to actually tune in. 
do we have does anybody have any special questions before we oh, actually sign out uh holy and beloved master mentor and sister miss Lor mrs loretta finley where is she i did not she see was also her. On. Hey. she jumped in but she was on <laughs> i'm now seeing her coming there holy sister loretta we want to call out also shout out our holy sister loretta another master mentor of the international institute of pneumatology Ms. loretta finley shout out much love and peace to you all right um before we actually sign out we want to actually give anybody a we, we want to just use the next 15 minutes hey laurie is now joining us <laughs> all right shout out to holy sister laurie flugrad and yet another master mentor of the international institute of pneumatology yeah, um so we want if you actually want to come in for motivational we can also for, for motivation and inspiration and be encouraged in christ you can also come to Life Mindset Mentors where you can interface with our Holy Sister Patty, Master Mentors, Patty Sutton, Loretta Finley, and Shelly Ann Peer. They actually usually run a podcast called Happy O'Clock. Yeah, that, that is actually carry on, uh, that is carried on once a week. Right, we've paused on it for a little while for some for some adjustments, but we will resume that very soon. So if you're looking for, for prayer encouragement life is a bit seems like it's a bit difficult right now and you need someone to hold your hand and pull you up you can come to life mindset mentors on facebook we have our holy sisters patty certain holy sisters loretta, um, loretta finley and shelly and pierre that will be there for that they are the motivational master mentors of the institute and the ones that will set you free you need healing life mindset mentors we will we we, we have your back all right, and also we have all this the Lori Flugrad. You are, if you are looking for even with regards to prophecy, that's actually, she's actually the prophetic master mentor of the International Institute of Pneumatology. Uh, we also have a business master mentor in the International Institute of Pneumatology, and that's Mr. Telvin Jeffries. I don't know if he's actually tuning in right, right now, but he's, he's actually taking the knowledge of Yahweh Elohim, the self existent and presenting it in the areas of business all right so if you're looking for some spiritual guidance or guidance with business come to life mindset mentors and we will actually give you the christ guidance with regards to your business and not just abstract christ guidance but very practical application even in the areas of business all right so come to life mindset mentors where we where just as the name suggests we will actually show you the mindset of life in these different areas. Yeah, Kelly? Sounds good. Yeah, so just as, just as just a call here for anyone that is actually tuning in, if you have any questions, do you have any questions? All right, if you have any questions, please feel free to post them here. And we will respond any questions specifically on what we covered here today? If you have any questions on what we covered here today, please feel free to respond to actually post those questions. And before we sign out, just want to use the next 10 minutes just to give you the opportunity to do that. Questions, any questions? We all usually have questions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'm seeing one question from Prophetic Live with Polyvia and Zainel Fuego. This is actually from Mr. Tonio Deviers. 
Antonio, that's a Spanish name there. He says, Brother Fuego, do you believe in Satan as an angel of light? I mean, an actual being or just is the nature of the flesh? Right now, um, well, in that context, Antonio, we may actually have to dive into that question on another another um, platform because that in particular is something that I have to unpack and layer for you. But ideally, in particular, our westernized perspective of Satan is not the biblical perspective of Satan. Right? I, I hope that that is actually sufficient for you right now. But it is not the ancient Hebrew perspective of Satan. Our westernized perspective of Satan has actually come from traditions that have actually come down in the in the from the rabbinical from the oral traditions of the rabbis that even jesus referenced in particular when he was alive when i say alive in his, prior to the cross before he died and resurrected um prior to the cross he was dealing with these oral traditions and those oral traditions a lot of those perspectives that came from the oral traditions have been incorporated into the the the, the doctrine of the scriptures as well as in all westernized christian society all right but on, on another platform we would most likely actually unpack that so you can actually have an understanding instead of me leaving you confused with a direct with with, with, a, with, with just a short answer all right so last call for any questions anybody has any questions let's reboot the biblical perspective with a little question answer segment here Any questions? Okay, have you seen any questions on your side? No, I haven't seen any. All right. All right. Well, so well on that yeah. note. <laughs> All right, so on that note, we want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Our Holy Master Mentors of the International Institute of Neumatology and everybody who is listening to this and may not have commented as well as those of you who will be listening to this and may comment or may not comment blessings and much love the lord christ Yeshua bless you and keep you and continue to make his face shine upon you all and may continue to lift up his countenance upon you all and keep you and give you all peace yeah blessings so and much love boom abundant blessings to you all this is the party Sutton. Rah.